This week's episode is brought to you by Timmy Dean's All-Purpose Hamburger. Hey there, human beings. Who here doesn't like a nice helping of delicious hamburger? You can press some hamburger into a nice patty, put it on a grilled bun, and pile the toppings on nice and high. But what if you had other things in mind? What if you just wanted to slather that meat all over your face and chase the kids off your lawn? How about patching that hole in your siding so the squirrels can't get it? How about wrapping some burger around a rock and throwing it through your neighbor's window to send a message? Well, look no further than Timmy Dean's all-purpose hamburger. It has the density to be used for home repair, the flavor to be used for human consumption, and the flexibility to be put in places you can't even imagine. Head on over to TimmyDean.com today and enter the promo code MINDGAP at checkout to get a free list of recipes and home repair tips for Timmy Dean's all-purpose hamburger. Hello and welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Elfin and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. Look, I know you're looking for that perfect English pub experience so you can grab some incredible drinks and tasty food. Elfin and Castle has you covered. They have excellent daily drink specials, happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and some delicious ass food for you to chew on while you watch some fucking sports. Come on down to Elfin and Castle at 185 North Wabash or 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois, and tell them that Mind Gap Podcast sent you. All right, boys and girls, happy Thursday. This week's episode starts off with a bang as I tell Justin about a story I heard from comedian Greg Fitzsimmons about a wealthy man who had a very specific taste and needed an escort to make his dreams come true. We then break down the recent controversies surrounding the casting of the long-since-past James Dean in an upcoming movie. In a weird turn of events, Justin and I seem to trade places as I play devil's advocate and he rages. So put on your thinking caps, unthaw some hamburger, and get ready to embrace episode 221 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Talking about fetishes a couple episodes ago. Perfect. Right? Let's jump into it. Uh, I heard one uh, on a recent podcast, Greg Fitzsimmons on the Joe Rogan Experience, was uh-huh. talking about how he knew uh, a, a lady of the night who was based out of Las Vegas, and she met a guy who was very wealthy, who had a very particular kink that he wanted to basically uh, get satisfied. And he said, hey, look, I got this thing. It's not going to hurt you. Uh, or anything like that. He goes, I just, you know, I, I was wondering if I could, you know, acquire your services. And she's like, okay. So he flew her out to like, I don't know, well, it was Colorado or something like that. He just flew her out of Vegas, uh, put her up in a really nice hotel. And basically he had like the presidential suite and everything like that. He invited her up. She came in and they were just sort of like, you know, getting cozy and everything. And then uh, room service came in. Uh, with some food, mm-hmm. and uh, it was five pounds of raw hamburger. And he goes, um, all I want you to do is I want you to shove this up my ass. So she shoved five pounds of raw hamburger up this guy's ass. I'm going to stop Did, you there. I'm going to stop you there. Nope. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, 
Because logistically, mm-hmm. I have questions. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see why you would. Is the storage space up a person's rectum capable yes. of storing five pounds of anything? Take it and just roll it up little meatballs. Right. Think Whoop. about when you poop, Doug. Yeah. I know you do. You don't know that. <laughs> think of what you've pooped out of your... What's come out of your body, No, friend. no, no. I just say think about when you poop. Yeah. I know you do that. <laughs> you do that plenty. <laughs> Has, have, you, have you ever shit five pounds out? I, I, I mean, I haven't weighed it, but I don't think so. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying... Continue. I want to see where this goes. Okay. And uh, then he died of salmonella poisoning. Well, that's the thing I'd be most worried about. Yes. Because that's raw. Ebola. Raw no, E. coli. Uh, Not salmonella. E. coli. Isn't it? E. coli. E. coli? There you go. All right. <laughs> it's like electronic. E. coli is an electronic soda. It's electronic, yeah. <laughs> electronic soda. It comes through. <laughs> Here, enjoy a nice bottle of E. coli. <laughs> <laughs> Come down to the E. coli factory. <laughs> Not to be confused with Ebola, right. but, you know, same thing. No, it's not. Different. So, anyway, um, she did this. She shoved five pounds. This guy didn't, like, ejaculate or anything like that. Just need to have that done. And then uh, he's, he was like, cool, that's all I need. And then she left, and she was paid handsomely and returned back to Las Vegas. And he was where? Uh, I, th- I want to say it was Colorado or possibly in L.A. or something like he that. He was high. So, he was basically like... Flew her out, and they just took care of all that sort of stuff. Just needed her to shove five pounds of raw hamburger up his butt. And not only that, think about that from the hotel. It's like, yeah, uh, room 1102 just called, and uh, they need five pounds of raw hamburger. Uh, I mean, okay. I mean, we've got that, but uh, are you guys They know concerned? there's no kitchen in that suite, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, then they know, just want it up on a tray? He's like, they say anything about beef tartare? Because, I mean, I guess that's what they're getting. <laughs> Do they need any sauces to go with it? Do they need it, like, shaped into any particular right. thing? Like, to, nope. Just just bring it up. Okay, we'll bring it up. And then and then later that night, huh, yeah, was it 211, you 1102. said? 1102. 1102. Yeah, we need, uh, we need uh, janitorial services <laughs> to go up to. to uh, they called about a clogged toilet. <laughs> Call Mick the plumber. He knows. <laughs> said, hey, send Mick up there because uh, that it, the toilet's on the fritz. I don't know what it is. Mick, Mick goes up, up there. there. Goes, oh, my God. He goes up what there. What the fuck happened in here? He goes up there, and the guy's like on all fours in the bed. He's like, Mick, do you have the plunger? He's like, yeah. He's like, here's what I need you to do. Hey, Tommy. <laughs> Bring that over to my ass <laughs> and plunge it out. <laughs> he just knows him. <laughs> I just, Mick, come here. <laughs> I just had a woman. I just paid a woman to shove five pounds of raw hamburger meat up my ass. I'm gonna now pay you to extract it. <laughs> and this, this is what I need on this Sunday night. And this, <laughs> and this closes the circle to my fetish. It'll be a Easter to remember. <laughs> hey, Mick. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Mick, thank you for your service. Happy Veterans Day. <laughs> hey, Mick. Happy Arbor Day. Happy Thanksgiving, Mick. Hey, Mick. Happy Tax Day. <laughs> happy April 15th, Mick. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, Absolutely right? not. Pretty wild. Pretty that's wild. fucking gross. Yeah, I don't know. Jesus. Because that's the thing is like, you know, 
I can understand. I don't even believe that. That's so weird. I have a hard time buying it. See, I'm the other way around. It's so weird that I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And Joe Rogan said it best. True. He goes, if you were to tell me, look, you have to guess whether or not this story is true or you die. Yeah. He'd be like, it's true. <laughs> no doubt. There is a, there's definitely a chance that there's someone out there that did that. He goes, nope, I'm going with it's true. I, so he, that's that's that's... Now, my, the way my brain works is I want to know the follow-up. Like, I want to play this night out. Mm-hmm. Where did, did he go somewhere with this meet up? Mm-hmm. Or did he... With this meet up. <laughs> this meet up? Did he go to a meet up? Or did he, like, did he just kind of, like, did he flip over and just lay on the bed and watch some TV and let it s- stew there for a while? Stew. But it, these are all accidental puns, guys. It's just they, they come so easy, just like this guy. Right. Well, with well the obviously he ass. didn't. Right. I mean, I mean, and that's I think that's called. You, you, this would be fun to do a short film called The Meetup. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> do you like German scat porn? <laughs> It's like it doesn't mean what you think it does. It does not mean what you think the it meet does. Meetup. That's what, they misspelled meat from no, the producers didn't. of Two Girls One Cup. <laughs> Comes the meetup. <laughs> Tommy is lonely on Arbor Day, and he's got a lot of money. <laughs> he's hungry, but not, but with his downstairs mouth. <laughs> Meet Mick. <laughs> Mick thinks this is an ordinary day at work. <laughs> Oh, man, we missed it, Jared. Well done. Meet up. Sounds like Doug's prom night. Hey! Nice. Well played, sir. The first and only time anyone's ever beat Doug to his own joke. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's well done. It's very well done. The only reason Jared was able to do that is because it's in the future in Australia. That's true. He saw it coming a mile away. He did. Yeah. What's the stock like? What's the stocks like over there? <laughs> Tell us the stock market. What's the stock market like, eh, boy? Uh, <clears throat> God damn it, that's weird. I no. see. The thing is, I wanna, I wanna look up now. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna find more weird fetishes and stories like that. I, in no way, shape, or form, have an idea how to Google that without just getting Pornhub suggestions. Well, that's the thing too. Is because like, I want to, I want to hear a, more. Of these. Is there like a name for that? You know, there's like, uh, like there's the the scientific name for like people who like non-sexual balloons. fetishes. Oh, you know, like, th- like there's an actual name for it. Whereas this, it's like, is it uh, car carnivanal? I mean, I don't know, like what you call it, like carnivanal. <laughs> Sounds like carnival, but it's not yes. nearly as fun. Not quite yeah. as like carnival. Um, and also, just like I'm the same way. I'm like, what got that guy to that stage where it's like I need to do this but he, he obviously that's didn't. another that's a where great did that question. come from right right like because he's thing. sitting there he's just like sex is boring what else can I do and it's not even sex there's no like right I just don't get it because it, it'd be one thing if he was obviously like masturbating while it was happening right. and then he finishes like as she puts the the fifth and final pound in there and right. he's like ah perfect like it's just like cool he got some ass pounding his ass was pounded with some meat that's right yeah he got it all up in there you know <laughs> I guess that's the other question I would love to ask this guy is what, why? Like what satisfaction do you, if it's not a sexual thing, like if you're not, if you're not getting off on this act, what do you, what is, what is this? The thing is, there's a piece of this equation we don't know. There's probably two. <laughs> two pieces of this at equation? Least, at least two pieces. I, there's at least five pieces, <laughs> five pounds to this equation. Because <laughs> for me, it's like, obviously what comes after, because I don't, right. maybe there's a part of the story that we just didn't know. Sure. Um, Again, like maybe like with that there, she leaves and then he just goes to town. Like exactly. who, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I have, I have no clue. And then also, it's like what 
what led up to this? Like, what up to, led up to the what happened where he's like meat? And it's not like rubbing meat on his body right. or whatever. It's like, no, I want it up my butt. And more importantly, I've gotten to the point where I need five pounds of it. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, like when you do something quarter enough. Quarter pounder, sir? No, I'm going to need more than a quarter pound. <laughs> five pounds. I was going to do the math on how many quarter pounds equals five pounds, and I can't. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> I, because, yeah, you, you do something enough, and you start to build up that immunity, or you need, you need to take it to the next level. So presumably he started with like a quarter pound of meat and then went, this just isn't doing it anymore. I need more. Yeah. And then to the end, to that end, is it when people eat stuff, sometimes they have an aversion or a proversion of <laughs> a proclivity towards uh, like, like it's a texture thing or it's a, it's a like a smell thing. Like I, I hate water chestnuts because I don't like the texture. Yeah. Uh, my uh, Rob, who's been on this podcast before, doesn't like che- melted cheese because right. of the texture. Do you have anything texture-wise that you don't? You Onions. Don't Is it lettuce, a texture thing? Uh, let's go down the list. I just thought it was lettuce, a taste thing. It's both. I don't like the crunch of it okay. at all, and I don't like the taste. Lettuce is another one, like the texture. Do you like apples? I do like apples. How do you like them apples? Um, I walked right into that. <laughs> I just shoved that right up my butt. You really you know? did. Uh, you really shoved that one up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like, so I, now I'm now I'm on a different path. Why do you like the tech, the crunch of apples, but not the crunch of onions or lettuce? Well, I think it, with onions, it's a, it's it's a combination of because with oh, what what is what is the word I'm thinking of when it comes to onions? There's a certain there's a bite to it. It's it's definitely a lot more intense than an apple. Flavor wise, or the the both? Okay, because I feel like that when you bite into an apple. Um, once you get, it also depends on the type of apple. Probably. Well, you need to stop biting into whole onions is the problem. You're doing it wrong. Oh, never done that. You're onioning well. wrong. Uh, it's, but the, the, the apple itself is, it's like on the inside of the meat of it, if you will, since we're going back to our sure. original story is a lot softer than an onion. Okay. Like, obviously rinds, you can cook it. People are like, you ever cook them? You ever cook them down and caramelize the onions? Yes. I still don't like them. Um, I can tolerate them a little bit if they're fried, but even then I'm like, ah, yeah, just give me the breading. <laughs> My mom used to order onion rings, and I'd just take the bread. And she's pull like, "No, right? Just uh, pull the onion string out, and then nom, nom, yeah, nom, it's nom, like, nom, no, yeah. you gotta eat the onion." I'm like, "Well, I'm, we're not playing by that. No. I don't have to do anything. Not in my right. not in my house. No way." It's like my mom was making BLTs, and I'd smell the bacon. I'm like, "Ooh," she's like, "No, you gotta have the L and the T to get the BLT." Oh, mom! I was like, "Oh," she's like, "You don't get me." She's like, "Really made it clear you don't just get bacon." I'm like. Right. That's fair. A bacon sandwich. I have a bacon sandwich? No. Slather it in mayo. I'm like, I love it. It's like, no. Um, but I wonder if it is for him, is it a texture thing? <laughs> in like, his butt? In his butt. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, is it, a, is it the specific consistency of the raw meat? Because why, like, why not just, again, why not just shove a dildo up there? Like, why, why raw meat? Why five pounds of raw hamburger Listen, meat? Justin, I put a tomahawk, tomahawk ribeye up my ass. I'm working towards it. I'm working. What's your Can fi- I get the tomahawk cut for two? It's going to be a long night. Every time he goes to a steakhouse, he just gets rock hard. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> no, that's my fa- That's my favorite cut. Yeah. yeah. Give me a T-bone. Yeah. Uncut, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Circumcision joke. <laughs> Wieners. <laughs> if you had a son, would you get him circumcised? <clears throat> that's an odd transition. No, it's um, not. It seems pretty perfect. So we're just talking about dick jokes or dick cuts. <laughs> 
Is that like a radio dick check? Is that like this is the latest dick cut or from Ron, like, Ron Jeremy? I was gonna say it's like a version of a film. This is the dick cut. <laughs> There's, it's one of the alien versions, right? Isn't there like 18? Oh no, that's uh, Blade Runner. There's like the seven different. Cut. Yeah, there's the dick cut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is just a different film. The editor was a dick, and he's just... Um, this is Snow White. Snow White. It's a song of the South. Um, uh, what was the question? Would I, I get him circumcised? Yeah, would you get him circumcised? I, sure. I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't... Eh. I was plagued I, with that when, when Jill was pregnant. And before pe- I, people were asking you that? No, I was just sitting there like, Oh, just wondering if you like, should. If, if, I was like, if, if, it's, if we have a son, I was like, am I going to get him circumcised? I'm like, I don't know. Because it seems really weird. Yeah. Like... To be like, yeah. I mean, I there's, from what, and again, I don't know. I have no, I, this is, I'm not speaking based off of any research I've done. Just I've as a just, doctor. I've heard, yes, please take my advice uh, <laughs> implicitly. Um, no, I, I have heard uh, people say that there is no good, re- I've, some people are doing it because it's the, it was supposed to be high, more hygienic. That's what I've heard. But then I've heard other people say that there is absolutely no good reason to do it. And I... I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I'd probably ask the doctor and to yeah. be like, in in current you know medical research, is are we now leaning one way over the other? I'd go in 1300s research based on that. Should I do it? Right, because the tip of the penis is the devil. <laughs> must you must cut that off? <laughs> lest your child be uh, cursed. <laughs> the cur- the dick curse. The dick curse. He's got the devil's dick. <laughs> Oh my God! Stone him, <laughs> Devil's Dick. Um, I, I've I've read recently that it's I think uh, I think most cases they say it's more hygienic, like it actually to, to do it. It's it's okay. actually more worthwhile <clears throat> to do it um, than okay. not. So, but I was just always something I was like, it's such a weird thing to be like. Yeah, I know I know guys who, some of that skin off who aren't you know cut and like, their dicks haven't fallen off. Like, no, I'm sure they're very hygienic people. Yeah, like. I don't know. <laughs> but why is it more hygienic? Answer me that, doctors. I, I think part of it because the skin you know, obviously rolls over the head of the penis. Sure. And then like stuff can get caught in there like M&M's or whatever. <laughs> Cheetos dust. Dust bunnies. Like M&M's. Dude, you as come I was back to the... say that, I, I almost couldn't keep it together. I was like, you know, like M&M's. Walk into the doctor's office and like... <laughs> You back again, huh? You get another M&M cough. I'm like, oh no, man. It feels like there's something in there. It's just like... I'm worried, sw- man. I feel a lump. It's just an M&M, Kyle. You're fine. Swedish fish just right. fall out. It's like, just happy Halloween. <laughs> just the pouring out of... Jesus Christ. Halloween is the worst time like, for me. Listen, Kevin, I don't know what you <laughs> think's going on here, but just this is not where you store your, your snacks. Stop fucking bowls of M&Ms, Kevin. I got tater tots in there. It's like, Jesus Christ, what are you, Napoleon Dynamite? It's like, what's going on? This is very weird. <laughs> Don't like that at all. Yeah. Kevin, stop it. <laughs> um, so James Dean's coming back. Yes, that is. I was I was trying to find the article here. Um, I was like, the segue, because I nailed it. <laughs> oh, I sent you the article, didn't I? Yeah. All right, hold on. Vamp. Vamp for me. There's a spit everywhere. So Justin sent me this article that was detailing how um, James Dean has apparently been cast in a new movie using CGI, and a lot of people are uh, we upset send about it. we send each other a lot of messages. We do. We send each other a lot of messages. Wait, was it on? Was it text? Uh, no, it was G Chat. Was it G Chat? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. 
And uh, essentially, the crux of this is with nope, CGI Mjolnir and <laughs> oh yeah, you sent me that one Thanos too. And uh, for anyone who, does, who wants a refresher, when Chris Vellucci was last here, um, we talked a throwdown between uh, Hela and Thanos, and Justin sent me a, a shitty ass article uh, from In Screen fairness, Rant. I didn't. Vellucci sent it to me. Okay, that's fine. Cast the blame on others. I will. Um, but it's from Screen Rant, rant and it's a shitty argument uh, that basically says why Hela is more powerful than Thanos. And here's the thing. Hela could very much be more powerful than Thanos, but this argument was dog shit. And I was really upset because I was, I was expecting a long, drawn-out sort of like, all right, let's break this down. It was essentially a comparison of two scenes. It was like, oh, because Hela was able to destroy Mjolnir and Thanos had to hurt, work really hard to break Captain America's shield. Therefore, Hela's more powerful. I'm like, what the fuck? Here's the thing. The, the guy's not wrong in his assessment, but uh, it's a very weak. It's very, very like, weak. Dude, yeah. I feel like without even doing the research, I could come up with something better <clears throat> than that. It's just like, well, that's, that's all you got? Right. That's it? And then Doug went on. He, he <laughs> cast this person aside going, what a fucking nerd wrote this article. And then proceeded for like a full five minutes to just message after message after message defending his point uh, and completely undercutting the fact that he himself was a nerd. Yeah, is I'm just like, look, because that's the thing I don't like about Screen Rant. Not all their stuff, but a lot of the, those things are just, it's clickbait. It is. It 100% is. super yeah. clickbait. They do some little uh, Photoshop thumbnail. so yeah. poorly, poorly thought out. I'm like, fuck you. Hella is still stronger than Thanos, but we argued it incorrectly in this article. <laughs> You have argued it incorrectly. So it was, first a fuck you, because it was on text. Okay, you had me mm. looking through all sorts of things on Gchat. Um, I thought it was uh, on Gchat. Yeah, it would have made sense that it was on Gchat. Yeah, uh, yeah no, this, 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 the article headline from The Hollywood Reporter caught my eye. It says, Chris Evans, Elijah Woods, and more criticized James Dean, James Dean CGI casting. Quote, this shouldn't be a thing. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm clicking on it. And I'm... I'm really pissed off that this is this is a thing that is happening. But yes, to what Doug t uh, teed up, James Dean, uh, Magic City Films announced that um, James Dean is going to be cast uh, in a new as the sorry as the secondary lead role in their upcoming film Finding Jack. Hmm. Died it in 1955 at the age of 24, and you know he's back 50, 60 years later. He's uh, 64. He's right back again. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not James Dean, first off. Uh, I had this uh, discussion with Heg today. <laughs> oh. And uh, he's, he's in our camp, but he was talking about, uh, you know, well, you know. You don't know where I stand on this. Please, Doug. Please. <laughs> tell no, me. You, you continue. Um, no, he was, he was he, trying to make some, some counterpoint. And I was like, yeah, right. But here's the thing. It's not fucking James Dean. I don't care how you spin it. I don't care what kind of computer fucking uh, magic machine you... It's not James Dean. Mm -hmm. It's false advertising, first off, and it's weird. I'm watching an animated film about James Dean. That's what I'm doing. I'm not watching James Dean. <laughs> I mean, would you watch it if it came out? Mm -mm. No? Why? Not even you, a Wouldn't you be curious? Uh, no, because here's the thing. I've seen... I feel like our roles have switched. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like our, that's such like, a good point. You're usually so curious about these sorts of things. You're right. like, nope, this is where I draw the line. So necromancy. <laughs> <laughs> Digital necromancy. Digital necromancy. <laughs> the more important question, did they get his circumcision right? Right. Um, 
No, I I think this is this is why. Yes, I would be curious. I would. I, there was definitely a part of me that'd be like, how did how did how did this come out? Mm-hmm. What how much of a dumpster fire is this? But the the reason <laughs> that know I know you're gonna go in objectively. Yes, the reason that I would not see it is because I this is somewhere where you vote with your dollars. You know, this is somewhere where I would not want to give them money or time to support what they've done or mm-hmm. what they're trying to do. Because I I firmly disagree with this as a thing that is happening. I'm going to be devil's advocate. Please. What if it was a, Who are we right now? I know! What if it was a really good movie? Would you be able to distance yourself and still have your like, look, dude, this is bullshit. Uh, I don't like this. But if it was a good movie, could you could you separate the two? Here's the... And, uh, to that, I will say it's not, it, there's no way it will be a good movie because if it were a, if you were making a good movie, you wouldn't need to do this publicity stunt. If you're making a good movie, you bring back someone better, right? Like Marlon Brando. James Dean was in three fucking movies. We don't know if he was a good actor. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? No, I think the thing is like it, it is it is it is a publicity stunt. You're you're banking on the fact that this is going to get people into the seats, which means that you are not focusing on is making this the a good new movie. 3D? Right. <laughs> like you're not focusing on making a good movie as far as I'm concerned. I feel There's like, no way. I, see, I'm, here's the thing. Look, if it comes out and the Academy's just like the must-see of the fucking decade, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, I will stake my reputation on the fact, which means nothing it means on the fact that this won't be a good movie. Because well, you, you know what the movie's about, Duck? No. Not at all. I don't know anything about the movie. Allow me to elaborate. Oh, please. Let the audience know what the movie's about. And do that, too. <laughs> the movie, adapted from a, uh, a novel, and I'm not going to try this person's name, but focuses on the abandonment of more than 10,000 military dogs at the end of the Vietnam War. Dean, who died just before the start of the war, would be portraying a character named Rogan. So now you tell me it's going to be a good movie, Doug. Uh, Look me in the eye and tell me it's going to be a good movie and shove five pounds of meat up my ass. That's the full quote uh, from this episode. <laughs> and shove five pounds of meat up my ass. That may be the title of this this episode, The Meetup. <laughs> done. done and done. Um, uh, yeah, so here's the thing. Um, I, uh, I don't know much about James Dean other than he was a human that existed. Sure. And he was known for being having that rebel look. Yeah. And chicks digged him, digged him, dug him. Uh, dug. Dig, diggity dug him. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I mean. This, chicks yewed them. They yewed him. Uh, they, they, they dug they, him. They meet him. They dug him. Um, uh, you know, I just don't know enough about him to be like, yeah, let's do a movie with him about dogs. Um, I, I just, I don't know what I would want to see. This is a bad one for me because I have no dog in the fight uh, with, mm. with with James Dean. I don't <clears throat> I don't care. But <clears throat> if I step back from that, here's something that I would I would take to, to, to what if Dark Knight Rises is coming out and they're like we can have Heath Ledger back. Right. To I'd be like I kind of want to see him again as the Joker and see what they would have done with that. But, but here's <laughs> the thing, you're not seeing Heath Ledger's performance. I'm seeing the Joker. You're not though. I am. You it's the Joker. It's not Heath Ledger. It's <laughs> a nice smooth desk. Okay, <laughs> desk is smooth. Let's break this down. Guys, <laughs> Justin just grabbed <laughs> both hands on the table. Was like, breathe, <laughs> breathe. Sure, you're seeing a representation of the Joker on screen. 
akin to watching Mark Hamill do a voiceover of an animated Joker mm-hmm. on, on the animated Batman series. Sure, you're seeing that version of the Joker. But for you to say, I, want, I really want to see him as the Joker again, you're not seeing him as the Joker again. It seems you're like a seeing, sticking point with you. You're seeing an actor. <laughs> you're seeing an amalgamation of a computer going, this is what, I, this is what I've been told James Dean looks like, mm-hmm. and an actor, a different actor, making <laughs> decisions on how this person should move, how a line should be said. That was going to be my this question. Character I, apart. I, I obviously didn't read all the articles. So yeah. how does this work? Can you break that down for me? Well, I, the article doesn't. The one there may be articles that go further into this, but this one doesn't uh, really pick that apart. Because um, how is this different than the dude who came back in in Rogue One and played uh, General Tarkin? Sure, like absolutely. That, that was basically the same thing. Absolutely, and uh, or young Carrie Fisher. Right. Well, and the thing is, like. I was worried when they started de-aging people in movies, and I was like, I know this feels this feels odd. If this is where they're the next evolution of that, I'm yeah. very much as a filmmaker, I'm not on board with this yeah. because, again, like this this quote, I think kind of answers your question and talks about talks to that point. Is they say um, Julianne Emery, I think she's in Preacher, uh, highlighted the concern over how uh, the role would be credited. Giving a because again, James Dean is recast. No, he's not. This other actor who is going to be providing motion capture theoretically. And how are you going to use James? Are you capturing clips of James Dean's previously recorded voice? Are you creating a program that's going to emulate the tone of his voice and then have someone else speak those words, like feed those words into that and like pitch shift his voice? Um, but it says, how, how will the role, how the role will be credited? Giving another actor, uh, given that another actor will voice Dean's role and his performance will be constructed via, quote, full body CGI using actual footage and photos. So I it think it seems like the, a lot of work to pull this off. That's what I'm saying. I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm like, God, why? So uh, why James Dean? Why start there? Can't you pick someone else? That's the other thing. Is like what the, again? That's the. It's a publicity stunt. You're not making a good movie. You're looking for some way to get noticed. This is all about look at me. Look at what we're doing. We're pushing buttons. We're pushing boundaries. It's very similar to you know how you can deep fake now. Mm-hmm. I think it's oh, very yeah. similar to that. If if you, I don't feel like because James Dean's not going to pull me in. Who are you trying to? That's like guys. That's the other thing. We're we're remaking the Three Stooges. It's like uh, nobody cares. Cool. Yeah. If you had to pick someone to do this, to to if this was tr- is truly a publicity stunt, who would you pick? Which actor would you bring back to be like this is what's going to put people's ass, asses in the seats? Right. They want to come see this person. That's a great question. None, because this shouldn't be fucking done. <laughs> Dude, look, necromancy has its place in the dark arts. And it can be useful from time to time as long as you know how to deanimate the corpse when you're done. I mean, that's a given, Doug. Obviously. That's one on one, but no a lot one's of people, arguing that. A lot of people fucked that up. Look at Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I honestly, I don't know. I guess my question is my question to my counter question to that would be why do we need to do this at all? Like, we'll get there, and I'm agreeing with you on that. But before we get there, so you many... have to pick someone. Who is it? Uh, I don't like this. Who do you have to... Who, who, who would be the biggest draw? Stalin. He wasn't an actor. You don't know that. I do. <laughs> and he was bad. Oh, you've it. written the book on Stalin? I have. It's um, called The Meetup. <laughs> How do you say that in Russian? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> God, who would I bring back? I, man, that's a fucking that's a good that's a good question. Yeah, who is <sighs> Heath Ledger would be a big one for me. Uh, sure. I'm trying to think of who else. I'm sure some people. I'm just say trying Carrie to think Fisher. of who di- who died. Like, Let's get a list. Who's died? <laughs> Who's dead? Oh, Abe Vigoda. Done. Abe, Abe Vigoda. There you go. Yeah. Bring him back. Done. That's my answer. Abe Vigoda. Um, you know, because obviously, I mean, and they've been fiddling with this technology for a while. Yeah. You know, Tupac. Right. You know, well, I mean, mu- musicians are going back into sure. that. Was Hague's thing because he's really he as much as he loves mu- uh, movies, he's into the music, and he's mm-hmm. like, it's the same thing about going going to see someone's concert. Yeah. You're not seeing their concert. Like, yeah. So I, I want to get back to your thing. We'll ponder a little bit more if we think of anything that pops yeah. up as to who we think. And if anyone's out there on Twitch listening, if you could think of anyone. Please, yeah. Jared, who would you do? Who would, who would you do? And then who would you bring back? Um, to Who would you think would be the best person to launch this this thing with? Because I feel like James Dean is like, I don't know, who who's still alive that gives shit about James Dean? Right. That's a really mean thing to say. But seriously, answer the question. Who? Because <laughs> I want to know. I want right. to talk to him. My grandma. My grandma. Um, no, because here's the thing. Here's, here's why I have an issue with it. I'm curious about it because... I think it's interesting what you're able to pull off. And I also think we're not there yet to do it effectively. Because, again, if you look at Rogue One with uh, General Tarkin and, and the young Carrie Fisher, you could tell. You could see. You knew. Can I Can yeah. I be honest with you? Yeah. I didn't realize Tarkin was. Oh, really? Yep. Well, that's impressive. They full on got me. That's awesome. Because well, my first thought was, there's no way he's still alive. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> And then, well, that's good, and then, then you said that on the podcast, and I was like, I'm not going to admit this. <laughs> Secret time. <laughs> No, so I, I think um, maybe in my mind, I was like, I just don't know if you could do it. And that's, again, that's so much effort. And and to have someone do the physicality, and you're right, it's not the actor. To say that their cast is right. insane We're to me. We're casting James Dean. No, you're not. You're not casting James Dean. What you're saying is you've obviously <clears throat> gone to their estate and gotten their approval to have right. his likeness used in this film. <laughs> It's what, you're, it's what you're saying. Right. So here, so there's, so a, a bunch of people have, have come out. Uh, Chris Evans wrote mm-hmm. on Twitter. He said, this is awful. Uh, maybe, and this is a good point. He goes, maybe we can get a computer to paint us a new Picasso or write a couple new John Lennon tunes. The complete lack of understanding here is shameful. Yeah. And like uh, Elijah Wood said, nope, this shouldn't be a thing. Basically saying like, obviously these people do not know how fucking acting works. They don't understand what they're doing. And again, because of that, there's no way this film will be good. Agreed. And I, I, I do agree with you on this. I was just kind of trying to it's be fun to explore the Absolutely. other side of it. I, I, look, I get, I get it from a whoa it's standpoint. It's interesting, um, but just like Avatar was kind of like, whoa, right. to some extent. Still don't get it. But the point being that for me, when I think of like the copyright side of it too, I mean, the idea that if you were an actor... Let's take Meryl Streep. Sure. You know, and then when she passes, it's like, don't worry, guys. Well, first off, she won't, but... She is an immortal. Right. Um, she, um, Paul Rudd's an immortal. Um, but Truth. she she passes, and it's like, don't worry, Meryl Streep movies will continue on. Something about right. that. And is it something that's because we're not... That's never been an option before, and we're so resistant to it. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <clears throat> right. Come on, man. People die, and then they stop doing work. Is that our initial thing? Or is it also because of the process in which they're doing it makes it seem disingenuous where it's like, don't worry, someone's going to be going through the motions. we got some computer that's going to generate the voice. Right. We're going to have some like image. It's it's like wearing a mask right. of someone Absolutely. and being like, look. Right. But also in a weird sense too, I'm like, how's that different than someone who's playing a character? 
you know, for what's his name who played like you know, Freddie like, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. The guy who played. Uh, well, I think you know, the difference there is that we're not pretending to be that actual person. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, the the difference there is it's not cast as Freddie Mercury's back. John Elton as right. Rocket Man. It's like no. <laughs> John Elton. Elton John. There, I was like, I don't know if you did a bit or. <laughs> That's the Missouri version. I'm John Elton. Hey, you know, that guy that uh, wears Welcome all them. Branson, I'm John Elton. Where's all them fancy clothes and them big old glasses? Um, no, I, uh, I I think the difference is is that it's it's a it's a film it's a film about someone. It's this isn't about James Dean. James Dean, and I'm using air quotes for those listening to the podcast. James Dean is playing Rogan. He's playing a character. <laughs> yeah. So it's not it's not like a a life and death of James Dean where we're seeing that might, might mm-hmm. be in like, maybe you could sell me on that. We're mm-hmm. like, this is a, this is a life and death biopic yeah. on him, but to, to, for him to be the second lead actor playing a character, the second lead too. the guy doesn't even get first lead. I mean, that how sucks. shitty is that? Also like, is this going to be, cause the only thing I could think of is like, Oh, this is going to look like an old movie, but it's not. I imagine it's nope. going to be filmed with like, Modern cameras. It's going to be in color. Yeah, it's going to yeah. Be like all these things were. But like, I think that's the thing. Is like, what's next? James Fred Dean. Right. Yeah. Oh my God! Look at him move. <laughs> it's ones and zeros. <laughs> I see the matrix. <laughs> Cascading down waterfalls. Um, when you know, to to get into the you know it's to to really take this to a pretentious level, the art of acting. If we break yes. this down, welcome to the masterclass. Like James Dean, if, if when he was alive, if he had been given this role, it would have been a process he would have gone through to pick this character part and who is Rogan and what is his motivation. You took an acting class. Like, you know, like he would have looked at every line he had and he's like, what's the motivation behind this line? And why is this character doing this? And, and there's, there's thought and emotion behind it. And the, that isn't present, period. It's not present. And the person who's responsible for that isn't James Dean. It's another actor mm-hmm. who's, it's a full body CGI. Like, yeah. It's not it. It's you know. It's it's not James Dean again. Yeah. I, I keep going back to that. Yeah. No. I, I I'm really. I know I sound like a broken no, record. No. No. With no. That, no. But like that is that is the point. You were. Here. I was on your side to begin with. I was yeah. more curious. But now, like the more you talk about, it, the more I'm like, yeah, this is not. Uh, this is not a good thing in a sense of. You know, I'm just thinking of you filming with some Sid Penrose. And yeah. The 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 the, the actor, the yeah. lead actor in that. You're talking about how he did a take in like a tear. Just came down. That just he did that. He got there. Right. CGI is not going to replicate that. The person who is it, it's it's you're right. It's it's the way everyone approaches it. The way Leonardo DiCaprio approaches something is different than any other actor. Absolutely. And Samuel L. Jackson. <clears throat> right. Uh, uh, Daniel Day Lewis. They all approach it a certain way. Right. It's their way, and there's no way you can re- replicate that. Right. People can imitate. They can try to absolutely, but they're not going to prepare the same way. They're not going to. They're not going to bring their own intuition, their own thoughts. Right. They're not going to be able to sit down with the director and the uh, the DP and essentially be like, "Hey, look, here's what I'm thinking." Right. They process Based on the, the set. Same, right. Like, I want to go and break this vase. Is right. That, is, is that cool? Can we? They're not going to contribute to that. Right. It's not James Dean. Right. Where that's that's it's that's the other, the, the other yeah. title of this. It's not, it's not James, James Dean. Dean. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's and that's the thing too, because like just the way each individual, per- the reason you cast an actor is because of how they interpret things. Like again, like Leo or Ed Norton or someone, mm-hmm. their brain works a certain way, 
and your brain works different than my brain. Like if you and I were given a scene and we were told, or some sides, and we were told to go off into separate rooms, prepare, and then come back, I almost guarantee you the delivery between, there would, there would probably be some overlap, but you and I would approach that character and that scene vastly different because your brain analyzed it one way, my brain analyzed it a different way. And we're yeah. making different choices, and that's the whole point of fucking acting. Yeah, even something if it's like, hey, approach this from an angry perspective, your anger and my anger are two different things. Huge Is difference. your anger more sinister and reserved? Right. Is mine most likely shouting? Probably. <laughs> You know, am I punching holes in it? Or right. are you someone who's like a seething, you right. know, sort of like furious, you know, Jack Nicholson from A Few Good Men sort of anger? Sure. Is it a rage that you're right. taking to it? You know, like it's it's all in how you interpret it and you bring what you've, what you've experienced in life and That's what you're accessing thing, yeah. to it to bring it to that. Are you so angry that you're crying? Right. You know, like there's so many elements that individually you're going to bring to it and this is not. No. He's not doing it. And again, like, how is it to that that person's point of how is it going to be? How is it going to be credited? Like, is it like, yeah. like Chet Honeysuckle as well, James Dean as Rogan? Like, I mean, I'm going to go. I we, mean, I'm going to go back to Rogue One. How was Tarkin? That's a know, great yeah done. Or young Carrie Fisher. How was you know? Or you know, you, you saw it when uh, the uh, uh, the Dark Crystal res, you know, Resistance. Yeah. You know, um, it was the puppeteer as well as the voice actor. You know, right. they both got credit, and I'm assuming it would probably be something like that to be like James Dean slash, you know, Kevin. Right. Um, you know, as as what's his name? Roger Road Rogan Road Dog yeah. Road Dog. Yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 strange to me the idea that. And again, I, I think partially it's because it's a newer concept. It is a brand new concept that we don't understand, sure. that we haven't been around. It's like, just wait, guys, in a few years. This will be commonplace. This guy will come back from the dead. Right. And we'll, be a, see, and right. we'll see his stuff continue on. It's the idea that this person is gone, and yet, to me, it cheapens their legacy to be like, we're going to still have them exist. Right. Even though it's not them, I just I feel well, that's like the thing too. Like I like sh I'm sure some actors could probably sign before like they include this in their will. Like they're like, look, I'm still of sound mind and body and yada yada. And I when I die, totally bring me back. Mm -hmm. But I don't know a lot of actors that would probably say like like this is their craft. This is the legacy they've left behind. Is the movies they did in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. This is this is the lifetime I got to kind of borrow from the Sandman. You got a lifetime. In that li what in what I got, here's what I was able to create. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it while I, when I go when I'm when I'm gone. To have someone continue showing up in things, and it's like, well, that's not that person anymore. Well, like, that, who's that's gonna, their legacy. Who's gonna get, be like, yeah, that's cool. I think they should be in this movie. Like the, their family, their estate, and for how long? Well, and that's what. So before we go into that, there is there uh, there's um, Michelle Buckman who runs social media for Star Wars was one of several on social media who blasted the notion of an actor who looked like that. So they said there's they, they couldn't find an actor that looked like James Dean. And she goes... You know what I say to that? There is... Tough shit. Well, first off, uh, James Franco. <laughs> Second, she this is what she said. She goes, there is literally a James Dean festival held every year in Indiana where they have a lookalike contest. So if you are really needing someone, it's not that hard to find. Um, I'm angry. <laughs> it was kick, kicking my microphone. Again, our roles have reversed. Uh, yeah, it's it's um, yeah. The team searched high and low to find the perfect character to portray the role of Rogan until deciding that Dean could portray the role extremely. Oh, oh, this is the part. Sorry, this I forgot about this part in the thing. They searched high and low 
to find that perfect uh, actor who could portray the role of Rogan until they decided that James Dean could portray the, quote, extreme complex character arcs of the role. To which I say, it's not James Dean. Sure, James Dean probably could have done that. You might look at this role and go, my God, I really liked Rebel Without a Cause. And the, the character he played there, I could totally see that same character in this role. Too bad. You missed your shot. You should have made it before 1955. I just don't feel like this makes any sense at all. Like, like you know what? We can't find anyone that we want. You know who would be good? A guy that was dead. <laughs> you know what? But the thing, but I, no, I, no, let me finish. Oh, please. Let me finish. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, let's see if there's anyone that looks like him. I don't know. We looked at like five headshots. We can't find it. You know what would be even easier? If we recreated him digitally. We had someone put a whole bunch of tiny balls on themselves and they dance around like James Dean, and then we'll somehow use an AI to replicate his voice and then map his face, this person's face. That makes a lot of fucking sense. Right. Let's do that instead. And, right. and, like, again, you couldn't pick – you're telling me, listen, you don't think anyone can pull off a James Dean? Like, let's looks fine. We'll let that one go, although I think it's hard to believe that sure. you couldn't find someone that looks just like him. Sure. You don't think anyone <laughs> – you, the, the acting you're going for is James Dean. This ain't Daniel Day-Lewis, all right? This ain't Meryl Streep. It's James Dean. And James he, Dean. Like, that, and I, he, may, he may have been uh, the actor to end all actors. Like, he may have been that, like, that good. He was in three films. Yeah. I don't think we really necessarily got the chance to see that come out of him. Like, and that's unfortunate because maybe, like, maybe he could have been that, but we never got to see it. And unfortunately, but, and again, as a filmmaker, if you're like, God, I really, like, I picture, when I, when I write this role, I was picturing this performance in my head. Cool. Then cast someone who you like and sit down with them, watch that film and go, I want you to pay attention to kind of how they, like, this is what we're, this, this, this anger, this complexity, we're going for this. And use that as the conversation with the actor that you cast. This just seems wholly unnecessary. Thank like you. there's not, <laughs> I, I, I keep waiting for like, oh, there's a really good catalyst for why this needs to take place. Like, right. I don't know. Like, let's say, again, uh, going back yet again to Rogue One, having a young Princess Leia there for that cameo yeah. was a nice touch. Right. Because it's like, cool, that adds to the story. Having General Tarkin there made sense. It was a nice touch. But for this to be like, you know, we kind of want a guy that's like James Dean, but only James Dean. And it just, it, there's nothing critical about James Dean right. to have him, his likeness in this film. It just seems so bonkers. Yeah. I, just, I, I wanted this to be for something more, like, more critical, more uh, like, oh yeah, we need to do this. We've got to have this person, um, you know, a River Phoenix or something like right. something that was like, oh, you know, or you know, even to some extent, you know, when Heath Ledger was filming, uh, 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 what was it Dr. Parnassus and the, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? Yes, exactly. And all those other actors came in to play that role and everything like that. That's a situation where I'm like, well, that would necessitate some sort of, and we've seen that with, um, yeah. God damn it, the guy who died, uh, who was in, um, Shit. Uh, it's not Jim Gaffigan. It's uh, He's an actor who kind of has that pale look. He was in Boogie Nights. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip, they obviously digitally had 
him in the end of Hunger Games because he died while they were filming sure, it. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy who was in the movie Gladiator who played like uh, Proximo. There, he died while filming that. Sure. So they had there's that, there's some motivation behind it a little bit. Yeah, because like we got to film this and we right. can't just have right something else. Or but or I like that what they did in the Imaginarium of Doctor Burnett. Like, yeah, they went okay, cool. Like this is this is a, a big uh oh for us, but let's rewrite it. They found a creative way. To get around it, it worked they in went, that world. Cool, like like they'll depending on where she is and how she was, she sees this character as so and so or so and so. Like it it works like that. I'm not saying that they should have done that for yeah. Philip Seymour, but you can find creative ways around that. Again, that's part of the process yeah. of making a fucking film. To to start outright by going, I got an idea. Here's what we could do. Done. Yeah. Mike. Ah. So ugh. one of the people who would be on my list. Mm-hmm. His daughter spoke out about this, Robin Williams. Ah. And like, who yeah. wouldn't want to see Robin Williams right? again in something? Like, God damn it, I miss him. But she has said, she went, I talked to, I've talked to friends uh, about this for years, and no one ever believed me that the industry would stoop this low once tech got better, um, is what she tweeted, whose uh, late father, Robin Williams, uh, she restricted exploitation of his image for 25 years following his death. So she saw it and went, when he died in 2014, she went, 25 years from now, no one's allowed to, without my full-on consent, no one's allowed to, uh, you know, use any sort yeah. of yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, publicity center or not, this is, this is puppeteering of the dead for their clout alone, and it sets an awful precedent for the future uh, performances. Because I wouldn't say... Because James I'm... Dean's family signed off on this. Of course they did. Also, he was an only child, never had a kid. So his family signed off on it. Was this like an eighth cousin? Oh, yeah, I know. Like, who the fuck? Like, of course they would. Yeah. Of course they're like, yeah, sure. Why not? Right. Why not? Whoever, whoever's it? running his uh, estate, the yeah. James Dean estate. Yeah, I, I just think that um, I, I feel like there's a capacity in which this would be good, <laughs> but this is right. This could possibly kill this from ever happening by going down this road. Because I mean, it's, it seems maybe like it's we for need the wrong this one to. To put a nail in it, you know? yeah. Because I, the thing is, like, I'm not entirely against it, assuming all parties involved. And there's better technology. I, I don't even know how. I don't even know what that means when I say that. Right. But I wouldn't want to see someone <laughs> wearing a, a gray costume with dots to portray their movements. Right. I wouldn't right. want to see the digital attaching it. I, I, and and to say that. <laughs> They're the star of the sh- there's there's just too many things about it that I'm like nah right. not yet nah bro not yet yeah it, it, maybe there's a, a situation where we we figure it out but this is not the right way to do it right this is definitely not the right way to do it Jared had an interesting answer to a couple of these things yep. I haven't been over to the Twitch tab in a little while here so uh, his answer was John Hunt, uh, John Hurt John mm. Hurt could be resurrected with CGI mm-hmm. uh, and he said what's to stop a porn company from doing James Dean meets James Dean the porn star named James Dean oh. I, well, so I mean, like you could you could totally have, have already been doing that Dean Dean on Dean action yeah people have been taking celebrities faces and putting them on porn stars bodies absolutely and they've yeah. been having that stuff going yeah hundred uh, percent he said or Paul Walker's brother right Paul Walker's brothers yeah if they did it for Robin Williams it would be fucking terrible absolutely could not agree more yeah I there's I don't I I, th- I think the, there would be so few people. That you could do this with that would I think would be would work. Yeah, absolutely. There's no way you're gonna capture fucking Robin Williams. There's no way. No, there's no way. That would be that would be an uh, like a task that would probably kill someone trying to figure it out. Like just you can't wrap your head around what that man did. It's it's impossible. I am curious as to the process of how they capture 
like the audio for it and how they would. That's what I'm saying. Like, is I, someone I, doing voice? Like, is someone you know doing an impression of him? They did the same thing with Joe Rogan. Like, they took, they they ran his stuff totally. He has over 1,300 episodes of of content, of podcast episodes, and they took it and they ran it through, and they actually had things that. Joe Rogan was saying it sounded just like him. Right. But, and it was some bonkers shit. He's got hundreds of thousands of hours cataloged. James mm. Dean does not. No, he doesn't. And the, and the stuff that he had cataloged, like, if you take from interviews and things like that, that audio is not great. No. So there's like. A lot of that stuff is, again, why are you using James Dean? Right. Again, so like, <laughs> even to do, like, they could do that. That's not going to work. Everything he is is in black and white. <laughs> not true. But it is old. So I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I don't know. The microphones are tinny. I get it. Yeah. Uh, um, Etoy07 says, uh, well, yeah, I don't think Robin Williams knew how he would do his own scenes when he was alive, let alone CGI. <laughs> like, it's true. Like, you guys, you turned the camera on and you went, all right, this is the kind of the crux of the scene. Get there. Right. You know, and you just let him, you stood back. Oh, there's, there's so many actors yeah. that have done that, especially Robin Williams. Oh, my God. One of my, I think he's one of the most underappreciated movies, Death to Smoochie. I've seen never it? seen the whole thing, no. Oh, my God. Danny DeVito film with Ed, Nor- Ed Norton yeah. and, um, and Robin Williams and some of the best fucking lines ever really? I've ever heard are in that movie. It's a bizarre movie, <laughs> but I love it. It's yeah, always yeah, near yeah. and dear to my heart. But Robin Williams just has these moments that you know are improvised right, that right, he right. fucking nailed. Like there's a part where <laughs> he's just at the end of his rope and uh, he, he's like taking a, a – a drink of either tea or coffee. And he's like, they said something nice. He's like, thank you so much. It drips and it falls out. And he goes, ow, my balls. Because <laughs> it was so hot. My balls are on fire. Like, it's just perfect. Like, he probably didn't mean to spill, but then he turned it into something. Right. That was one of those moments where I just laughed so fucking hard. And there was another part where he's calling and he's threatening Ed Norton's character. And Ed Norton plays a rhino. Mm-hmm. He just intensely rambling and going he's like you better hide motherfucker because I'm going on a safari a safari <laughs> just basically like Williams he was going to hunt him down like an animal yeah, and yeah. I was just like dude what right. the fuck where like, did that come from <laughs> right I love yeah that's but that's the kind of dis- the, the choices and the nuances that you will never get no. with this kind of shit so again to say if this movie ends up being good would you go see it Answer is no, because it's not going to be good. It's a publicity stunt. These filmmakers yeah. do not understand what film is. Wow, that's a bold statement. I am. That is my thesis for the episode. I'm stepping off my soapbox. No, I. I would like to see this revisited in five years under the right circumstances. Okay. What, I, I mean, what? So back to that issue, mm-hmm. to that point. What are? What do you think the right circumstances would be? Um. It seems to me that it'd be it'd be tough to get them all the way that I'd be like, yeah, I'd be cool with that. But part of it would be um, a an actor I gave a shit about. Well, yeah, uh, that's fair. Be a way in which it's less, it's more technologically sound, and that you're not having a person physically make choices. Okay, that's still gonna happen. Yeah, I guess to some you degree. Have to. I, again, I don't I don't know what's possible with technology, but is it possible to have a computer? analyze footage of somebody and this through all of their stuff to then be able to be like based on everything that it knows could it predict the movements and kind of like let it go on its own because I've seen that in video games like years ago where even in uh, Lord of the Rings Two Towers there's a part where there's there's uh, an overhead shot and it's like orcs and elves are slowly running towards each other and each individual character has its own AI and they're just reacting 
They're not really? programmed. They, they programmed it to the point where it's like they will fight and do their own thing. Same thing happens in the video game I play in Total cool. War. Yeah. The characters, like, you have these massive armies, and they go, and if you go down and you and you zoom in, like, they're just doing their thing. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. they're attacking, and, do, and, and they just... Is there a way to take that concept and make it even more complex? Yeah. By using the footage and being like, cool, we're going to scan all this stuff. We're going to see all these things. We're going to, based on map it to emotional moments and <clears throat> things like that, and then allow the computer to potentially make a choice that fits and looks good yeah. also you know what i mean like i i'm not totally against it if the technology catches up and then also i just my fear is that you're gonna have actors that live on forever for in the wrong way in my mind absolutely i don't think um absolutely it's kind of like in an artist dies and it's like years later that's like here's the unreleased tapes it's like they're gone let them be gone leave them right. alone it's over it's just it, they're gone you know and to to to, to take that and continue that. And again, it's up to the family too. I mean, if the family signs off on it, they're like, I'm okay with you guys doing this. Right. It's like, okay, but I But again, guess. that's the family. Yeah. I would love to hear from James Dean's mouth, is he cool with this? Say, like, hey, Deaner, yeah. 64 years from now, they're going to try to do this. Are you cool with it? Yeah, right. Like that's, I again, like that's why I would say that if this is ever revisited, if I, I hope to God this dies in the vine here, yeah. but if it's ever revisited, I feel like you have to have sign off from the like sure their estate can make decisions but really it is the legacy of that person's art that you are fucking with now you know it would be terrifying as if somehow if this is successful movie studios start having clauses that say if you're in our movies we can we, we, right. we maintain the image rights Jesus to that Christ. meaning that yeah you will be compensated but we will own the rights to this movie all aspects of it meaning that we could take this and plug this into our computer right. and every time you do a movie with us it becomes part of our database, yeah. and then we could possibly use that later. We will still ask for permission right. to do that, but we will still maintain it. And like that's what, kind of like ugh. that is that's terrifying because that kind of goes down the road of when you have those contracts that say like in perpetuity uh, with any technology or whatever the, the word in is, all universes and like in, in, any in, technology in, that exists now no. or will exist. Yeah. And you're just like that's that. Yeah, that is that right there. When you send that contract, you're saying yes to this essentially. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's kind of. That's kind of spooky. It was at that time. It was fucking space age shit. Yeah, like you, like you would never think. Fuck, ten years ago it was space age shit. Well, again, it's it's just always a fun example. It's it for me. That's always with um, uh, music licensing because there's a lot of shows that you don't see exist, like Married with Children. You only see that on TV because the music rights were only cleared for TV and never went to VHS or DVD because they had to go back and renegotiate. Interesting. And uh, the same Sinatra, for streaming. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, you don't see that anywhere because you know Sinatra doing Love and Marriage. They're like, oh yeah, you want that? You got to pay us more. And they're like, fuck. Right. And same thing happened with Scrubs. Um, if you if you have their DVDs or if you were to go to streaming after they were on, uh, whenever it was on, they had different songs in the show. No shit. Because it was cleared only for TV. I didn't know that. And I noticed that because I was such a huge fan of the show and, yeah. the, and the songs. And all of a sudden I got the, the DVDs. I'm like, why the fuck is that song different? Yeah. I was like, that's that's not the song. Right. And I started being like, oh, I bet they didn't clear the rights. They only cleared it for TV. I'll be damned. They didn't clear it for everything else. So they had to find replacement songs that, that were kind of close. That fit tonally. That fit, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Interesting. So that's why people are like, we got to cover all our bases so that if something does come out we right. can still profit and it's it's again i see in that regard i get it yeah like that that it's, 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 that it's a does risk. make sense yeah it's a risk if you're doing something like that it's a oh, risk to the man. artist to be like yes 
you can use this in whatever media moving forward. Right. I just need to be compensated now. It's like, is that enough? And people will be like, fuck, I got a raw deal. Right. Or it's a situation as a creator, you're like, we got it. This show's great. Hey, there's this thing called DVDs and VHS. They're like, shit, this contract doesn't cover it. And it's like, oh, you were so successful before. Right. You're going to be more successful. Pay up. Right. Now it's, it's like, time fuck. to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, so both sides are trying to figure out how not to get dicked on this. Exactly. So, oh my yeah, god, it's a challenge. I just, I, yeah, uh, I, 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 I stand firmly in the camp with, uh, with most of Hollywood. I think. Yeah. Uh, I really would like to to know if there's anyone out there listening that yeah. thinks it's because Hague brought up a good point. He goes, "You and Doug are going to be on the same page about this, and uh, you know, you guys are going to rail on it, which is understandable." But he goes, "What would be really interesting is if you guys could find someone who." Could argue the other side of it. I would love to hear it. Have you and try to convince you guys otherwise? Because at this point, I don't see an argument that could make me change my my stance at all. Yeah, uh, I would love I would love to hear someone try though. I would absolutely love to hear someone who is full into this go. Here's why this is a good idea. I would love to hear some other applications of this or some other. I, I would love to know more about it. Yeah. I'm, I again, I think I'm more curious than you are about this and how it could be used successfully. I think this specific situation is a shitty decision. Sure, yeah. I don't think it's going to... I agree with you. Uh, the premise sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, I'm over Vietnam Wars anyway, like <laughs> movies. Like, I'm, I'm good. Well, uh, no, Doug, this isn't about the Vietnam War. This about is about the, the more than 10,000 military dogs at the end of the Vietnam War who were abandoned. Is this called Viet Dogs? Nope. <laughs> Vet Dogs? <laughs> Dog vets? It's called Woof Woof. Uh oh. Uh, no, it's called Finding Jack. Uh, so there's. This I'm, like I'm a guessing kid's there's. Movie. I'm guessing there's one dog named Jack, and Rogan has to go find him. Jesus, that sounds awful. You should just cast Seth Rogan in it. Ugh. Or Joe Rogan. Right. Either way. <laughs> Either way. Rogan versus Rogan. In fact, throw down. Rogan versus Rogan. Go. <laughs> Uh, I think I think we led right into it. Uh, like Joe Rogan versus Seth Rogan? Yeah, why not? Uh, Joe, uh, <laughs> Joe Rogan would, would kill him. <laughs> I don't think so. Here's the reason. <laughs> Rogan versus Okay, let me tweak it. Okay. This is a this is a smoke off. This is a smoke a smoke down. Joe Rogan. Hands down. Disagree. Do you know how much Seth Rogen smokes? Do you know how much Joe Rogan smokes? I do, which is why I say this. Yeah, which is why right. we're having a throwdown. Right. This is why we're having a smoke off. Yeah, I think uh, Joe—that's Joe, his whole life. That's Seth Rogen's too. Not only does he do it all everyday recreation. Well, how do you win? He a also smoke makes off? movies about whoever passes out first. Is that Duh. How, is that how that that's works? standard fucking North American rules? I thought it was like whoever. I don't know how weed works. <laughs> whoever whoever eats first. Whoever 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 gets so much munchies. Yeah. Oh man. I, I we don't have to do that. I was I, it, no, Rogan versus Rogan just made me think it's, of that. It's but. so funny. It's like it also sounds like a lawyer film. <laughs> Rogan versus Rogan. Rogan versus Rogan, starring Ed Norton. <laughs> Wait, what? I why couldn't you just cast... Ed Norton was on Joe Rogan's podcast recently. Was he? I would listen to that. I, it was, it was I, fascinating. This whole motherless Brooklyn thing really has me re-examining... Ed, like, I really... Dude, he, he talks about that. It's, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, side note, uh, if you want to hate your government, listen to the Edward Snowden uh, episode. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That'll make you hate everything. So, yeah. <laughs> Cannot wait to listen to that. Uh, no, originally I wanted to do a, uh, a, a, um, a CG bringing someone back from the dead versus someone. Ooh. 
Uh, I, I was going to do James Dean versus someone else, but I thought I was like, Doug doesn't know James Dean. So that would be, that would be no good. Um, and there was one other, this is that I'm giving the audience now a insight into what happens in my brain as we're talking throughout the episode. I, I, I <laughs> earmark these different things that we've talked about. Um, the other one that I thought, uh, is bringing back a past, um, when past winner, uh, or sorry, a past, uh, someone who showed up in the throwdown, um, it's going to be gross, though. Okay. Okay. The stair-dwelling sock sniffer versus the meetup. Hamburger man? Hamburger. Hamburger the, helper? The hamburglar. <laughs> the stair-dwelling snock, sock sniffer. Oh, God. I can't even say it. Stair-dwelling sock sniffer. <laughs> I can't do it. It's the stair-dwelling sock sniffer versus the hamburglar. Oh. Do you want to do that one? Because it's uh, it's gross. Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's do it. Um, I think I just can't believe the stair dwelling sock sniffer has two showings in the throwdowns now. No one would ever. No one ever thought. One. Yeah. No one ever suspects the <laughs> stair dwelling sock sniffer. Um, so I think. <sighs> My apologies to the SDSS audience. SDSS is pretty. Again, he seems like he has more to lose. So he's whereas is the Hamburglar is like openly paying lots of money, staying in a presidential suite, ordering five pounds of hamburger. Hold on, just so we don't get sued, it's not the Hamburglar; it's the Hamboingler. <laughs> the Hamboingler. <laughs> the Hamboingler. The Hambungler. Um, <clears throat> the Hambungholer. <laughs> the Ham Butler. The Ham Butler. <laughs> I don't know. Hammy. Hammy. We could call it Raw Dog. <laughs> raw Dog. <laughs> raw Dog. Uh, All right, like so the, the stair dwelling sock sniffer versus Raw Dog. Um, I think Raw Dog's too com- comfortable. Like he's just like whatever, man. Because he's a, so Raw Dog. Raw Dog is he's in a, the comfort of a hotel room. He's got the presidential suite. The presidential suites. He's got. He's flying someone in. He's got these. He's got uh, not housekeeping. He's got. Uh, Room service, bringing the thing to him. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to approach. He doesn't have to go into a seedy stairwell. He doesn't have to worry about someone he, coming in. He he is very secure, very in what very it is luxurious, and willing to throw money at it. Whereas uh, SDSS is a hundred dollars to sniff your sock. Is like let's go to a stairwell and right let's now. like okay now I'm gonna lay down here. It's just it seems much more dangerous in a situation where if. Again, it's kind of similar to what we had before. If if uh, Raw Dog was like, it seems like uh, I'm going to have to let everyone know about your fetish. It seems like Stair Dwelling Sock Sniffer would immediately like lunge at his throat. Right. And, he and would bite at him. You know? th- there would be murder in the stairwell. But also, um, you know, Raw Dog would probably have, uh, you know, like electrical vest on or something like that because he could afford it. So, like, <laughs> someone gets to me, he's just like, you know, I also he would think, have the resources on his side. I also just, I just imagine Raw Dog, someone saying that and him being surprised and then <laughs> firing out the other. <laughs> We're going to tell people about this. Who? <laughs> or he gets punched by the stair stock sniffer and just, ah! No, my meat! <laughs> My precious meats. My precious. So I think he's... My meats. My meats. I think he's too concerned about keeping it... <laughs> he doesn't think... he Whatever whatever defenses he has fails, and then all of a sudden he's like, that's his Achilles heel as a meat He just turns around and fires away. 
And, but he's like, no! I mean, I think he's got more to lose. He does. He, literally, he has more to lose. He's got more to lose. And he's, the, it's, <laughs> it's harder to do battle when you have five pounds of meat shoved into your colon. Yep. So, yes. that being said. Yeah. Stairdwelling socks never for the win! Want to try that again? Stairdwelling socks never for the win! There we go. Yep. Did he win the last time? I think he did. Who was he against? I cannot I remember now. Remember. It was like a week ago. Yeah. It was like two weeks ago. Anyway. Oh. Oh. That was a great episode. Uh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. There's a lot lot going on there. Uh, um, real quick, Ichoyo7 says, I feel like it's a uh, money grab. I'd love to see this in the classroom. I think about AI and augmented mm, reality to yes. create immersive experiences. Let digital field trips replace textbooks. Yes. Or, yeah, bring back a twisted fake version of James Dean. That's what the world needs. I couldn't agree with you more from a learning perspective. That'd um, be interesting. In my organization, we do a lot of stuff with facilities maintenance, and I've always said how cool it would be to have an augmented reality of, like, an HVAC. You pull it up, you mm-hmm. touch different things. Mm-hmm. It's almost like an Iron Man situation. You're moving stuff around. Yeah. It's like, this is where the, the the cooling coils are, the heating coils. This is where this power's on. It, it creates a more immersive learning experience for everyone. It's stickier. They get involved as opposed to someone clicking on a PowerPoint. And up here is the drainage dish. And blah. It's like, no, no, no. You get to see it. You get to move it around and everything. <clears throat> I think that's, <clears throat> I get really jazzed about that. What would be cool in regards to this James Dean thing and like bringing actors back, what you could do in theory, if again, I would only be cool with this still if they signed off on it. But if you could set up an augmented uh, Iron Man, uh, no, I'm sorry, um, Civil War. Beginning of Civil War, he sets up that it's it's a, it's a complete holographic room and he's interacting. Oh, like, barf. Barf. Yeah. Right. So uh, you set that up in, a, in, a, in an acting class or in a theater Ooh. school, and now you get to play opposite James Dean. Ooh. And what's that like? So you're in that room where he or, confronts his parents, and he says, you know, go ahead. Sorry, no, you keep going. I no, no, he, where, he, he, where he confronts his parents, and he does that line about, you say one thing, she says another, we go back and forth, they're tearing me apart. Like, you get to play against that iconic scene. That would be an interesting thing for an actor to do. Or... Training conflict management. Sure. You have a, a, an employee who's sure. doing something and you have to react. Right. Or practicing giving a review. Yeah. Or practicing sales, like doing yes. sales, yes. like all that sort of stuff. Then like, you could program the AI to uh, interpret, like, oh, well, when you say these certain things, that's going to get the AI to say yes to it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. There's so many great applications. In like, that, that's right? where I would find it more interesting. And I again, agree. only if it was signed off, but I would yeah. find that in, in a film, like, that, that's art, man. Like, you're having a computer. Like, that's where we go back to. Great, let's have a computer write a John Lennon song. Mm-hmm. Or let's have a computer fucking paint another Picasso piece. Mm-hmm. That's, there's, there, it's hollow. Yeah. That, this is, it's a very hollow thing. So. I agree. I like it. Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? Uh, you know, I honestly, I don't know. Um, I can't, I feel like I've watched just like reruns of a bunch of stuff. Like I've, I've been on, not a, on a new kick per se. Um, I'm sure there's something I've watched recently that I could recommend. I will say uh, I'm excited about Motherless Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I think people should uh, watch the trailer, give it a watch maybe. Um, I'm also extremely excited about Jojo Rabbit. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I am so fucking into... T.D. Wakaka? What is his name again? Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. I was almost there. Hakuna Matata. I'm so into Hakuna Matata. I've been watching a lot of interviews with him about this, and it's... I'm really into it right now, so I, I I'm very excited. Go check that out. Um, I'd recommend the comic series Fables. Okay. Uh, I am. I've been 
reading the deluxe versions, and I'm on volume 13. Ooh. And it's absolutely fantastic. Okay. It basically follows all these fables who've come over yeah. from their land. They were chased out because of a, an evil person, and you just get to see them existing in the real world, and it's it's putting a... Oh, cool. Here's Snow White. What is she really like? And what was the story? By the way, she has a horrific story with those dwarves. Those dwarves were not nice. Right. Uh, they kidnapped and did her and did horrible things to her. Um, and you get, in, in this book or in the in, real? In this book. Okay. They're like, oh, yeah, it wasn't good. Right. Um, and it was one of those things where like they, they take each one of these these fables, these characters, and they and you get to see them like really materialize. And it's it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. The stories are great. They're heartwarming. They're gut-wrenching. And it's it's so amazing to see how the stuff works. It's fantastical. It's it's been out for a while by Bill uh, Willingham, I think is his name, is his name, and uh, check it out, Fables. It's yeah. so good. I love absolutely it. love it. It's so good. Whew. Guys, thanks so much for listening, as always. It's a real pleasure. Um, you guys can follow us on all our social medias at MindGapPodcast. Uh, you can catch us on Twitch, where we record live, uh, usually every Tuesday. And we're also on YouTube, so check us out there for episodes, past episodes, and other video projects. And you can also find Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It is the fun way of spelling it. And while you're, while you're in the online realm, check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher. Spotify. And on Google Podcasts. Wherever podcasts are sold, you can subscribe to us, share us around, like us, review us, rate us, all the things. And uh, the sharing is the big one. Please, please let us, if like we hit a topic and you're like, oh... So and so might not be into to meat packing, but they might be into uh, you know this James Dean thing. Share the episode and say, hey, jump in about fifteen minutes, and man, you're gonna love it. Um, but yeah, share us around. We really appreciate that. And then um, two east slash mindgap and uh, two east eighth uh, in general. Just keep an eye out on all our stuff this coming weekend. Uh, we are uh, starting photography. Uh, um, principal photography on our next short which is called the life and debt of a liberal arts major um last weekend drew and i went to um the chicago international real shorts film festival and we had uh, a showing of our son's girlfriend jeff there and it was really awesome packed house got to meet some amazing filmmakers um just support independent film uh, that's all i gotta say about that nice that's awesome justin thank you so Douglas, much you know what thank you uh twitch thank you so much Uh, Listeners, thank you so much. And you know what? Have a blessed day. Mind Gap Podcast.